Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. You know, you can either say, you know, the woe is me effect, you know, or why us or why this or that. You know, or you look at it the other way. Hey, listen, there's some guys that go in there and, you know, create an opportunity for them and, you know, see exactly where you are. Hmm. By the time you get to Friday, Doug. Gives you the best opportunity. <laughs> I don't know what I you can it. say. I love it. Is that another Ravino shirt? No, this is a Van shirt. Ah, man. Missed it by that much. Nothing on the back? Uh, I don't know. I think there's like a, a wolf or something on the back. Yeah, there's something on the back. Yeah. Like, why would you ever get a shirt with something on the back? Your hair just covers it up. I know. I mean, hey, this, this, my mom, this is my birthday gift from my mom. Oh. So first of all, a little respect, Love you, mom. please. Yeah, a, a little respect. Where's, where's mine? Uh, a little respect. I mean, you know, you might want to give her a holler and let her know about what's up. But listen, I mean, yeah, I understand that my hair covers a majority of my back. So anything I'm, I'm like, I wear on my back is probably hard to see. But hey, that's a them problem. Because I can't see my back. So I'm all good regardless. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Very true. I got yeah. your back here today. Hey, on thank you, man. We'll it, see. It feels like every time I go to, to get a haircut and they're like, you want to round it or square it on the back? I'm like, I don't care. Cares, I'm not right? going to see it. I know it. What, what do you have? You got round or squared? I haven't even noticed. I always say whatever looks better. Yeah, Let's turn it on quick. Let's see what you got. Squared. Yeah, like, I don't even I don't know, know if I could tell if that, that was good. You honestly can't it. tell after, like, the first you week of the from haircut. The, from just, like, the, the edges, though. Yeah. It takes, yeah. like, a week before you can even, you know, it's I gone. Know, for sure. I don't know. But if you're going to pay, like, you know, 15, 20 bucks for a haircut, you might as well get what you want. Haircuts are expensive. Yeah, now. I'm not paying 20 bucks. They're not giving those away. You're not paying 20 What do you go to Cost Cutters? Fantastic Sam. Great, great clips, clips, baby. Great clips? Great huh? clips. It's, I'm surprised great. you haven't stolen, like, the free coupon down on my... Desk. Uh, there, in the no, that's TV sport or... clips. I don't go to sport clips. Oh, you don't go to sports clips. Well, yeah. Stuart, don't you? Because you're on the TV side, though. What's the difference between sports so clips and great clips? I mean, one's great. The other's for sports? sporty people. No, it's not. Yeah, the one's for dudes. They're probably owned by I like, the same people. I think it is. I think it is a a, a dude geared uh, sport clips advertising. Yeah, come idea. on in, get a hot shave, and sit down. And watch They're some not football. a hot shave place. Sport clips. Sport clips. Might be a hot towel. Hot towel. Might do a hot shave. Yeah. Don't, don't sleep on that now. Can't you expense stuff? Uh, can't you expense that though? Since you're on TV, my first job it was uh, we had a place that we went to. My first market. Okay. Uh, we do not have a Action News Jack's uh, hair cuttery. No, but you, I mean, if you, you really wanted to, you probably could force that into your taxes. Oh yeah, you oh, could, dude, you could I'm probably expense that. If I'm you, I'm expensing that. I'm expensing all the food that I would never get my haircut if I didn't work in TV. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> we, we've been there with you. True. And it's good to see you on the other side for once. Yes. You know what's crazy about me? Like I'm a like an every two and a half week haircut guy, mm-hmm. but ever since I grew my hair out in the during the pandemic, mm-hmm. and then I finally got a cut. Boy, and did wait. Like now though, I'm like willing to go a little longer. Oh yeah. Like even you yesterday, I actually left. I I showered up, ready to go, and going to get my haircut. Yeah. And I got out of the shower and I was like, I don't really need my haircut. Like yeah. I don't need it that bad. I'll wait till next week. Do you tip your barber every single time? By the way, my, my mom gave me a big thumbs up on uh, on Facebook. Oh, big thumbs good. up emoji. She's listening. Yeah, she's listening. She's tuning in. Love uh, you, mom. Do you tip your barber? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Every, every time. Every time, right? Why wouldn't you? I'm just making sure. I don't know. Yeah, I'm making sure. Well, like, I, I didn't know if you meant, like, every time. Like, do. you do it just around yeah. Christmas, or? Oh, no, I'm just saying, I'm just seeing where you guys are at. I mean, I don't really have a barber, you know what I'm saying? So I'm fine. I'm just seeing where you guys are at. Okay. 
to yeah. prepare for time. It's, feel, it's, it's funny though, because like at, at Great Clips, I end up giving like five bucks, which ends up being like fifty percent of what I paid for the haircut. Oh, man, that was a, that's a good deal. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a good deal. I'm gonna tip you fifty percent. It's not great. a bad gig. It's a good feeling when you tip like extra, uh, extra. Yeah. Like more than like a twenty percent. Yeah. You know? Is that kind of like stroke your ego a little bit though? What are we talking about here? No, I just think it's a good feeling. I don't know what. Okay. It is. That's your ego. That's, that's what that is. Yeah, like, I, did you ever see Chad Johnson? He tips like a thousand bucks to somebody. Yeah, I'd like to and do they, that. Nine hundred and sixty-three dollars. Yeah. Now listen, yeah. dude, that's awesome. Like that's For very charitable. But then he takes a picture of it and posts it on Twitter. Yeah. So, you know, what are we doing though? Yeah, that's kind of the way it is. Now. Oh, is that what you do? <laughs> no, I mean, I haven't take, I haven't done that. But yeah, I mean, yeah. just, like that doesn't. It became a great wait. story, right? But, yeah. but by the way, you know what I thought of? Actually, that's a great, great call. Uh, we, every time we can talk, I could talk tipping like sure. for three hours. It's a science. I think tipping is a, a fascinating thing. Mm-hmm. And so the the Ocho Cinco thing was here's what crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. So he's in town, you know, he makes they make a big deal about it. Mm-hmm. Listen, Chad Ocho Cinco, nobody really talks about him that much unless something like that happens. Yeah. And you know, this is a guy that was in the limelight. He kind of likes the attention, so it's no but surprise that he's tweeting. But right? he has a big social media following. Like he he's, does. A, he's a big influencer. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, that's why the Jaguars are going after. Well, and I don't mind like. Listen, you know what? I, this is what I always say. I don't care why you did the good thing, how you did the good thing. If you want praise for the good thing, you did a good thing. I you mean, did. that was nice, right? Yeah. 963 bucks. I tell you what, that person at the AOL, they weren't complaining. Without you a doubt. tweet away. Without a All doubt. Right? So that's a fine thing. Um, but it does cross your mind on those kind of uh, events. And I thought because he does something for some show, like what's he working with? He had like an NFL Films crew with him. So we have we figured out like what Ocho Cinco was doing. He's in uh, Nashville now. I have no idea. Yeah, I think it's a show on Epics. Is that what it is? I think so. Okay, so he's doing a show. But here's <laughs> what crossed thing, my HBO mind. Epics. So was that really Ocho Cinco's money? Ooh. Or did he expense? No, I've. <sighs> and they said, hey, for the to get yeah. to get pub for the show. Yeah. No, this see, is a good thing to do when you go to a money town because he's done this all the time. Like he, he's done this the past like three or four years. He's made it a How habit. How been working for them? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a good call, too. That's a good call, too, because I'm just saying I mean, I'm saying what I've seen from Twitter, and he makes it a habit of, like, he'll leave, like, a big, giant tip and then take a picture of it and says, you know, like a little inspirational quote yeah, next yeah. to it. So he's been doing it for a while. You know, he did this one. It was a shout-out to Terry McLaurin. That's how many yards he had on oh, had, I didn't see at that. the time okay. on the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I, I think I read yeah. that somewhere. I, mean, I don't I, think I just made that up. I can't I think wait I Brent gets TikTok, and like the next time he leaves a big tip. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Brent Martin from TikTok. Just want to show him leaving a big tip here for whatever, you know, and put your arm around the person and be like, hey, have a good one. And then you walk out. Because let's be honest, man, we're all clout chasing at the end of the day. We're all clout chasing. Yeah, but I, see, I think of it differently. Then everybody, you everywhere you go, someone's going to be like, oh, here comes Brent. I'm going to get a big tip. Mm. Hard to live up to that. That's pressure. That's, and then people pressure start acting there. fake around you. I mean, listen, if you saw Chad Johnson or Ocho Cinco, um, if you saw him in a restaurant and, like, you had him at, like, would you go above and beyond? Absolutely. Like, would you go, like, oh, this guy tips Absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's the name of the game. Yeah. So that's a lot of pressure well, if the you're biggest, Chad Johnson. Well, like, with celebrities in general, if you were in that business, whether you're you're in the, because I used to do this, uh, the uh, valet parking business, right? Yeah. Or, or so, if you get, like, George Clooney coming to your restaurant, right? Mm. I mean, you kind of like, hey, this could be a big tip. Yeah. And then you're so damn disappointed yeah. when it's not. Now, by the way, George Clooney never came to the restaurant I was valeting at. <laughs> but, but you know, you, you, you said George kinda, Clooney on the brain. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I said okay. George Clooney. No, you're good. But 
like it's I, I did like have a Ferrari or, and that that you like valet park See, at this place. And so like you have a Ferrari that you valet park. Yeah. You're like, all right. And then the guy gives you three bucks. Yeah. It's like, all right, kick that damn car. <laughs> Be honest though. It's the same car as any. You do the same job no matter what kind of car. No, no. But, but the expectations. Yeah, there's, there's a little more care that goes with the Ferrari as opposed to like a beat up Ford Pinto. Yeah, that guy's getting a yeah. pretty good spot. Yeah, He's not going yeah. all the way up Trust to the line. Exactly. We're professionals. Were you ever nervous driving those cars? Uh, yeah. I would have been shaking. Yeah, at first. Yeah, I would have been shaking in a Ferrari. We were more nervous. I'm still shaking. We were a more nervous going. I mean, it was the greatest work. I still this. I say this all the time. This is the best job. I've ever had, but of all the different jobs, which I've had a lot of different jobs, yeah, especially as a kid through high school and college, that was my favorite job. Yeah. And it was like, I, Steph actually did it too. So really? it was like we were home from college. Steph yeah. came over like for a month, you know, and she, she got a job for four weeks doing it with my buddy Pat and Steph and me doing ballet parking. It was awesome. Now, not going to lie, it was a little dangerous at times because like we had to go up about a quarter of a mile. Okay. Up like the block down in downtown Providence, yep. and it was not the best lit area or Uh-oh. area. And Rough so, part of the neighborhood. Yeah, there was there was a time or two that it got a little sketchy. Yeah, yeah. For well, for old Brent and Pat, I mean, running down. Man, we I, got we were in great shape because yeah. you ran back down. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so was that still Rhode Island or are you in Connecticut now or something? Because I mean, it sounds like a mile down the road. Okay, you're out of Rhode Island now. <laughs> yeah, but with that being point. said, what what uh, most expensive car that you ever valeted? Was it the Ferrari? Yeah, I don't. Ferrari, I, yeah. I wouldn't. I mean, I, I feel like Valet knows that. Might have been like a Bentley of some sure. kind. There, those cars didn't roll in all the time. There's a lot of BMWs, a lot of Mercedes, yeah. a lot of Cadillacs, a lot of. It wasn't like left and right. There were those. I mean, it was a one-off thing if you had okay. that kind of car. What, what about stick shift? You have to drive stick shift. Oh yeah, too? I love stick shift. See, that would have stressed me stick out. Shift. Like all of a sudden you got like a nice you know Ferrari coming in whatever a stick shift and then like the person's watching me and I'm like grinding it because I'm yeah, not used yeah, to that kind of yeah. clutch. That is true. That's a lot of pressure. There is a little pressure. Forget you wait that. till they go inside. That's but, way too much. Especially pressure. like so I grew up my first car was a stick shift but I was in Florida so there's no elevation in Florida there's mm. no hills so anytime I had to do like Good a call. bridge in that stick shift I was freaked out because I'm like. I live in Florida. We're flat yeah. all the time. Yeah. I don't know how to do this and not roll backwards into somebody. My dad taught me how to drive a stick shift. Like, that's how I learned how to drive a car on a hill. Yeah. And it was like, I'm surprised the car survived. <laughs> I mean, that dang clutch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thing, it took a beating. I, I love driving a stick shift. They're I actually believe. Now, this. I'm not sure if I'm right on this or I not. I enjoyed it. And too. this might be a little bit outside my lane. Okay. Quite frankly. Pun intended. I would, I think... A great way to stop texting and driving is to oh. make every car a stick shift. I and that's sticks, how you have yeah. to learn how to drive. Without a, I think stick shifts make you better drivers. Absolutely. Hands but, down. But also, your hand would be busy. Exactly. Now, people would still figure out a way to do it, but less people would be able to <laughs> do it. Talk to text. And yeah. so, I, I, no, I that agree. could be a great way to stop texting and driving. I agree. Instead, now cars would be driving themselves in a couple years. So I, I was going to say, let's just go, 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 go the other way. Let's go the other way. Instead of backwards, I appreciate let's go what you're saying, man. I appreciate what you're saying. Yeah, I, I mean, get I, it. I don't know if that's, there's probably, first of all, the manufacturers would never do that because it would take the consumer out. They have to go learn, right? Yeah. And so it, it's not as easy. So it would never work. My but son might be driving a six shift, I think. I think it's a good idea, man. I mean, we'll see where we are with like the self-driving cars and 10 years I've now? I've driven a stick shift now in, shoot, I don't know, 10 years. Wow. Yeah. It's been a little bit for me, you too. Know, actually, you know what make remember we did last year? Remember we had, uh, uh, what the heck was that thing? That Like it was like, for the Florida, Georgia? Oh, the, the, what not, was not the, the slingshot. 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 Yeah, that yeah. was a stick. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that was kind of a weird one, too. Like, that was a, I remember you trying to start it the first time and, and be like, where's the right it. button? Yep. But, and it didn't have, like, your typical, like, five gears sure. and stuff. And it wasn't, you know, I was, I don't know if I even drove that thing right. Did you wear a helmet with that thing? No. Probably should have. I should have. Probably should have, man. I, I actually, that was the most scared I've been driving. <laughs> That's I didn't, why I'm glad I didn't go I didn't with you. Know, like, the first couple of times, because I didn't know if I was doing it right. Yeah, And yeah. I couldn't actually go fast enough. So I did something wrong initially, and I'm on the highway, and I yeah. couldn't go fast enough where I could... Like keep up with everybody, so I felt like I was in the way the whole yeah. time. See, like, but that's, those things are actually very cool. No, I, no, they're awesome. Don't get it twisted. Like the the player slingshot's a really cool thing. But if if I was driving like you were on the highway the whole time, I'm wondering like, is this legal right now? Like, if <laughs> yeah, I'm doing, that's what like, I did. This doesn't feel right. Honestly, I'm not even sure I <laughs> a license plate. <laughs> I realized it when I got home. Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah, <laughs> man, there was one. Fine. It was fine. Your friend Martin, that was fine. Yeah. All the Gator colors, man. Yeah. You're good to go. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you're fine. Florida Georgia, we can Georgia, Georgia colors. That's the least of our problems. That's fine. Exactly. <laughs> go on by, sir. Uh, all right, one last thing about tipping, because I love the tipping conversation. 15 minutes of tipping. We should do like a tipping podcast about this, right? Uh, t- we could. Uh, and I think it's fair, because I don't. I think there should be more rules about tipping. I really should. Uh, there, there just are not enough rules. Like, I don't know where you learn that. Do you learn that from your parents? Do you learn that from a book? Mm. Do you learn that from some waitress that says tip heavily? Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. Cough like, it up. <clears throat> do you learn it from your sports director, Brent Martineau? Yeah. Maybe. Like, or a podcast. Uh, like, I've taught my kids tipping, though. Like, I have really? them fill out the thing. I say, you know, because I'm a, I'm a, a good 20% tipper. Yeah, that's pretty standard. Right? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, and, and, and then so they did the 20% over Thanksgiving. It's going to be a humble brag here. But uh, 20% over Thanksgiving. I was yeah. like, well, it's a holiday, yeah. you know? So they were asking me, like, why? I said, it's a holiday. So that was a good parenting, yep. maybe. Um, but what I was going to ask you is, like, people know Austin Lane, right? Sure. Um, not everybody. Yeah. Not enough, quite not, frankly. Not but, enough. So we're around here, you go to the beaches now, they know you. Oh, man. <laughs> By mean, name. Austin, come on down. Your seat's ready, right. sir. I mean, you're already not paying oh, for right drinks. Oh, right this way. You probably, probably have a name. Drinks. probably have I'm a name for on, drinks. on your seat I'm paying at the for drinks. bar. I'm paying for uh, drinks. But so if somebody recognizes you. Do I tip more? That's what you're going Don't with. you feel the, no, just don't you feel the pressure. The obligation. To tip. Like, somebody's telling that story. Like, yeah, you do. Yeah, I, I mean, I think there is an obligation because. Listen, I always go 20% too. Regardless of what it is, 20% is is the even thing. But, like, if I see someone's having a bad day, number one, or number two, if it's like, hey, Austin, how's it going, man? Well, I'm like, well, I'm not going to, like, just go the standard route because this person knows me. If this person knows me, it means well, hopefully they're a fan of me and they don't talk crap behind my back. So I got to tip a little more. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. If they recognize me, which I, I, it sucks that I'm saying this on the airwaves for people can hear because now every time I go out, hey, Austin, what's <laughs> yeah, going on? Remember me? Right. Like, I, I don't need that in my life. Well, you're going to do it anyway, though. That's my point. But real question, though. And I think we might have touched on this topic before way back in the day. If you order food for pickup. Wait, I was just going to ask that. I was actually just going to tweet it because I do still don't tip. know. I've been tipping like a madman, by the way, yeah. on the takeout food. And it's like all of a sudden now, one little meal's costing me. Yeah. More than if I sat in the restaurant, I feel like. I'm going to be honest. And because of the pandemic, I mm-hmm. feel like I've been tipping a lot more yeah. uh, on the takeout stuff, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. I like My whole philosophy on the tipping stuff is everybody's got to make a living. Like That's how no, they make sure. their living, Without especially in the restaurant business. Without a doubt. Uh, and so hey, I'm, I'm okay with it, but it is that's a confusing one, man. Like I don't know. And so sometimes like I feel like I'm doing a pretty nice job, and I might be a terrible tipper yeah. on the takeouts. I'm going like, to be that's honest. That's an uncomfortable spot to be in. I'm, it really is. Gonna be honest though, I don't care if you know me or not. If I order food for takeout, you're not getting tipped. Not tipped. Like if if, if, I, if I walk okay. in, 
That's Sorry, because well, here's what I think. Like, I think like if I tip somebody, I'm tipping somebody like at a restaurant, you know, obviously to get me like the water and, and to like the silverware and the food and bring it to me. Like, you know, I mean, like there's a there's an understanding, right? But if I call for pickup and I go scoop it up, I mean, listen, if I have to go back there and put my own plastic forks and stuff in there, then I'll do it. But like, you're not getting tipped for that, okay? And I'm not tipping the cook obviously because the cooks don't make the, the tip money. So who am I really tipping? Yeah, it's, it's, now I will say this: like I go through Chick Fil A, I don't tip. <laughs> no, seriously, I don't. Now, no, but I, I be honest it. with you, though, the Chick Fil A people should get the tip. Oh man, Chick Fil A is unbelievable. Beautiful day outside, so yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, that's like, it's like a therapist at your disposal if you want it. I, th- I mean, you can't do anything faster than go through the drive-through at a Chick Fil A. Doesn't matter how long the line is, man. I think if the people that like ran the Chick Fil A drive-through learn how to operate like our economy and our country, we'd be set. Like, I agree. Say no more. Like, I don't understand why everybody can't copy that. You can't trademark a drive through line, can you? Not the process. Like, so why doesn't everybody why is it, do it? That's good. I yeah. that's the same like, question. Why isn't it's okay? Admit your mistakes, people, yeah. and do it. Because, I, I, well, go ahead. I was gonna say, I've gone next level, too, in that I just I do the mobile ordering. Yeah. So I roll up into that drive through oh. say, mobile order for Stuart. Right entitled. around you go. You don't have to. How much, how much how much time is valuable? Like, listen, if it's fast enough already, you have to mobile order, man. Yeah. I feel like that takes longer. Then you have to go on the app. You got to see what you want. Yeah. You yeah. want your favorite save. your credit bro. card. No, I man. actually did last favorite night. Favorite okay. save, okay. and it automatically puts the points into your work. account. Yeah, he's a point guy. It's a lot of work. Also, like, you can order things from the Taco Bell menu that aren't on the menu by doing it through the app. Why really? really? Can you order Mexican pizza? Probably not because they're it's like a cheat code. It's like a cheat code, man. I'm going to say this, though. And you make up a great point. Why doesn't every drive-thru do the Chick-fil-A method? With all due respect to every drive-thru out there, and listen, do what you got to do to pay the bills. But I feel like the Chick-fil-A employees, they're like the background checks and like the hiring process with that. Dude, that's like Navy SEAL stuff. (laughs) Like, No, seriously, they're like the Navy SEALs of fast food workers. And I feel like they're so, like, you know, I mean, they just bring their A game every single day where they can get away with that. I think some other fast food workers at different restaurants, they're not so into the whole, oh, you know, they're friendly, you know what I'm saying? So, like, they're not going to be good uh, people to have work that drive through system like Chick-fil-A does. Chick-fil-A, I told you this. If I got fired tomorrow and I needed a job and I couldn't find one right away, I'm going to Chick-fil-A. Yeah. It just feels like a good place to work. Just start hiring, people are happy there. Just start hiring Chick-fil-A employees. Like, if you ever need, like, you know, interns good or something idea. here or, like, people to help us out. Stuart, you're doing a great job. No offense. But if someone, you know, we need some people, bring Chick-fil-A workers in. They bring their A game. Have you ever tackled a ref? <laughs> Not quite. This is related to. Do you know we're starting the show with? This is the most talked about story of the last 24 hours. I know. I, in a sense, I almost feel, the kid lost his mind. He did. So I almost feel bad for the young man in a sense, but he brought it on himself. But and nobody else feels bad. I get it. Mm-hmm. But he's got to live with this thing, well, which we is have to bad. Talk about this because what, what should the penalty do? be? Yes. Like, what do you do? I, this is I've never seen this. We've seen some crazy things. It's insane. I mean, I saw I saw a coach put a trash can on home plate. He did in Alabama this year. <laughs> I have never seen this. Assault the referee. We're gonna talk man. about it yeah. next on ESPN six nine. What would you do to this young man? Next, Brent Martino. Uh, Daniel uh, says we went from hot Cheetos to shampoo, raising the intellectual portion of the show. Austin Lane. I'm wearing a sleeveless T-shirt. What more do you want from us, man? Like, yeah, I mean, it's Friday. We never said we're intellectual. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN six ninety.
That's kind of a good one right there. I like that beat. That's not bad. Is that new? Oh, we've had that one. We do? We do? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's a, that's, a, that's an old go-to. All right. Pretty sure. Stuart Weber in for coups once again. That's the sound of the bullpen, baby. Bullpenning. Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Happy Friday to you. Hope you're heading into a nice weekend. We've got high school football playoffs coming up this weekend. Um, there's one team in Texas that doesn't have any more high school football playoffs. Nope. Shutting fun down there. Well, not really shutting fun down. Shutting, shutting the season down. I think down. Stewart's going to try, if you're watching on the video platforms, uh, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, I think he's going to try to put up a picture of, um, of, of this young man. And you've probably seen the story, but I can't assume that you have. Yeah. And basically, there's a high school football game. The video has now gone viral, and it's a huge topic today. Of a kid, it looked like the kid got ejected from the game, or there was, and then coaches kind of got a little like, "What's going on here?" Yeah. And then the next thing you see is this kid, I think the one that got ejected, and he is without a helmet on, comes off the sideline, mm. and absolutely, I'm talking like the ref is some. 25 yards away, mm-hmm. and he beelines toward the ref, and boom! I mean, like he's hitting a running back, and it's a big kid. Yeah, yeah we got a still frame of it up on the video feeds for anyone. I mean, looking. it was unbelievable. Like, yeah. something that, like, I can't imagine. If you were there, you'd have been like, like, you, you wouldn't even say anything. Your mm-hmm. jaw just drops. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, I've never seen. Have you even seen anything remotely like that? We've seen. No. Well, listen, we see. We're, we're Alamore spit on an umpire. Like we've seen things with officials this, and umpires. We've uh, seen coaches go out of control. Uh, this isn't the first time that I've seen a high school football player attack a referee, but not to this extent. Not to like literally trying to go out there and deplete him. Like this is by far the worst. I've seen pushing. I think I've seen a punch thrown, but not like a, an all-out assault like we saw here. The I've seen crazy things on field. Like Izzy Alcantara for the Pawtucket Red Sox got hit by a pitch or, or was a pitch thrown. I can't, he got hit by a pitch. And he drop kicked the catcher before he ran out. I've seen out. that. Yeah, yeah, seen yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Seen like that. I was in Providence working at the time when that happened. It was a huge story. Yeah. It was, imagine these days, like with social media, that story, what that would have done. Yeah. But I told you over the summer, I, I we played in a game and the team we were playing against, they were so mad at the, oh, after the game, the head coach put a trash can on home plate. Mm-hmm. Like, after a kid tr- almost did it and thought better of it, the coach did it yeah. from Virginia. So we've seen some wacky stuff. I mean, this is just, this is something that will live in infamy. Mm-hmm. And now what? Yeah. What do you do? Well, so obviously the team has been suspended the rest of the season. They're so done. Like they're, they're this done. is a playoffs. Yeah. And they're out. Uh, do we know Which what grade this is? Do you this... think that's good? Sure, yeah. Oh, you think the team should suffer Why for not? this one kid's yeah. actions? Yeah, I mean, he he's part of the team. You know, he's he's part of the company. One yeah. part of the, the company suffers, the whole company suffers. So, yeah, absolutely. I agree with the decision. Uh, so he's a senior. And by my understanding, I'm not sure if he's going to play college football. Who knows now, obviously. But I think he was defensive player of the year last year in that conference. In the district, yeah. And this is Texas we're talking about yep. here. So that means something. And we get on the topic once again of second chances. And we've had this conversation a lot on various things. And I've given my opinion about how I feel about second chances in terms of domestic violence and things like that. 
I think with this kid right here, what should happen with him? Like, yeah, you assaulted somebody, and you probably got to face those consequences, whether it's with some sort of fine. Um, I assume he's probably a minor, so I'm not sure how that's going to operate. But, yeah, there's probably going to be some kind of a police repercussions there, whether it's you spend a night in jail, whatever. But there's going to be some kind of repercussions there. But whether or not he's playing college football, whether or not you allow him on the field again, that's a different story. Because we've all been in high school. And I'm speaking for myself when I said I did, I did a lot of dumb stuff in high school. And if I got caught for half of it, I probably wouldn't even been able to go to college. Okay? So to sit here and say, don't let this kid go to school. Don't let this kid go on a football field ever again. Well, then what are you going to do to that kid? You're going to send that kid in society pissed off, mad at the world, and obviously you're going to take away what he loves the most. Well, one of the things he loves the most, obviously, which is football, because it seems like he loves it from the fact that he's so good at it in the state of Texas. So, yes, there has to be repercussions. But I'm all for giving this kid another chance, whether it's collegiately, whatever the possibility may be. I want to see this kid on a football field again. I don't want this kid to get lost in the shuffle. You forget about him, and he's bitter, and he's angry. That's not how our society should work, and that's not how dealing with teenagers should work. Steven on Facebook chiming in, uh, feels like he should be suspended from all future sport activities. And if the ref wanted to prosecute, there's no problem with that. But the kid needs some type of help with his temper. Yeah. And by I, the way, he's a multi-sport guy too, uh, so he's a wrestler as well, mm-hmm. and good good chance he's not going to be able to compete in the high school wrestling ranks. If I had to guess. So the latest, uh, this was an hour ago. Um, Edinburgh High Bobcats uh, is is after the ejection went back on the field. All right, come on, give me an update. Um, he was charged with Class A assault on Friday morning, following an arraignment at the uh, municipal court. Uh, bond set at ten thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Edinburgh is no longer eligible for postseason play. That's the school he plays for. District has decided to remove the football team from the playoffs after an unexpected incident. They they said in a statement, uh, "We sincerely apologize to the referee and his family. Mm-hmm. We will take the appropriate disciplinary action once we understand the facts and circumstances underlying the incident." The district takes these matters very seriously. We cannot comment further on pending investigation. Um, I, you know, what's interesting, uh, you know, they, they had to bring a card out for the official. Like, mm-hmm. it, it was a big hit. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I agree totally on the team. That's a weird thing for me. Like, this is such a separate incident. And the, now, I don't know what else has gone on. Maybe there's a history with the team. The if the head coach was out on the field a little bit. What? How? How worked up was the whole thing to get to an ejection? You know, there might be other factors in here that that I'm just unaware of. But that sole incident, man, impacting the team like that. I get that you're a team guy and stuff, but this is so far outside the realm of team that it feels so isolated to me. Yeah. So I. Well, I'm just being honest with you. When they said the team was out, I was like, wow, that's an interesting penalty. Like, that's not what I expected. If the first thing I read, you say, hey, they're expelled. This kid's expelled from school. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't have been surprised. Mm-hmm. But the team now no longer can participate in the postseason. But, I thought I, I don't know if I like that. But you have to understand, though, in terms of a punishment, that's the worst punishment you can give that kid. Because, yeah, I mean, obviously, the, the $10,000, that's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, but, like, yeah. do, does he know that the value of a hard-earned dollar? I'm not sure. Like, 
if you take away the postseason, though, and not only does it affect him, it affects his teammates. Like, how do you think he feels? He let his whole team down. Like, now his team can't play, like, not only him, but now his team can't play high school football. Like, that's the worst punishment ever. And if we're talking about accountability and we're talking about the game of football, well, then where were the teammates that were trying to hold him back? I mean, like, I get it. He's a big kid. He's a wrestler, all this stuff. And, and I understand that. But, like, this wasn't just a, a one-time thing, I feel like. I, I feel like his personality traits, maybe he's got a short temper. Like, if you play the game of football, you know people's personalities types. And the fact that they didn't try to hold this kid back, the fact that this kid actually got to the ref and took him down, like, where are the guys trying to hold this man back and calm him down? Yeah, so I asked a couple of folks that I know at kind of an administration and, and say, what if that incident kind of happened around here? I'm not going to name their names, but I'll share with what they said. This was like two different people. Um, he's a senior, and that was his last game. Uh, the school, if it happened around here, school would suspend slash expel him for striking a school employee. Yeah. Because the officials w- would count in that uh, and probably send them to an alternative school yeah. because of it. Uh, what it comes down to is a lack of respect for authority. Uh, I hear people say kid made a mistake. It's out of character for him, but no excuse for that. He showed his true character, put his hands on an adult, may cost him a chance to sign somewhere uh, as well. Uh, let me get one more. That uh, Another response. Uh, banned for life from high school athletics. Well, he's kind of on his way, but like you said, a wrestler, so... Yeah. A recommend anger management course. That was Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, get him some help. Uh, use video as a teaching tool for student athletes. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's one that would probably – it probably will be used, you know, in, in all those kind of videos that get played now. So it, it was just something that I've never seen. I mean, it's just so bizarre, so wild, so crazy. And at the end of the day, you know what I think is going to happen? I think someone's going to do a story in Texas or mm-hmm. across the country at some point. In about three weeks on this story, maybe it's Tom Rinaldi. Mm-hmm. And this is my prediction. This is not what I think should happen. It's what, what all this stuff. This is my prediction. See, the the how much this kid has to deal with it is on himself. But how much he ends up dealing with it is now on that official. Correct. In terms of the pressing of charges and other things. I have a feeling, this is just my gut, that the official is is going to take a super high road here. Yeah. And I think he's going to reach out to this kid. And I think he's going to put his arms around this kid mm-hmm. and try not to let happen what you say could sincerely happen is he this really ruins the kid. Yeah. I mean, because this is going to be uh, the bottom line is he made a brutal mistake and he's an idiot for it. And you can say all those things. That's fine. He, mm-hmm. he, he earned that. Mm-hmm. But it also could really ruin a kid's life. Mm-hmm. Um, and. And it already ruined those teammates' seasons and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I just have a feeling. Let's see how this thing plays out. But don't be surprised if we read a story, see a story in a few weeks that that official, and it's going to be up to him how he wants to. He's probably full of anger right now at the whole thing. Yeah. But once he calms down from it, I wonder if he kind of reaches out to the kid. Because, uh, you know, I, I would hope his parents, this kid's parents and the coaches make the, him reach out to the official anyway mm-hmm. and, and with a sincere apology. I just wouldn't be surprised if this is one – and maybe I'm thinking of the movies too much. But I think you might see a story that uh, there's almost like a bond that develops here between this official and this kid in the long run. Um, yeah. and, and, and good on the official if that were to happen. It's just a prediction. I'm not saying it should happen. I'm not saying this official should do that. Okay, don't don't take it out of context. Yeah. I'm just saying don't be surprised if we, we see a positive out of this, um, and it will come from the official side. I mean it would – 
it would be a, an acceptable period to a, a tragic story. You know, um, I hope that's what takes part. You know, if it doesn't, this is going to follow that kid around for the rest of his life. Uh, and that's going to be a rough thing to swallow. Let me ask you this. Let's, and I, I don't know this, this kid's story or anything like that, but let's assume that he had a scholarship to go play football. And you're that head coach at that university. You see this video transpire. It's everywhere. You know, everyone's talking bad about it. If you're the coach of that football team, do you retract the scholarship and say, I'm, I, I got to wash my hands of you, man. Like, we, we, we can't have this in our program. Or do you still bring that kid on? Yeah, I, I actually, I think this is one that's going to cost the scholarship. Yeah. I think if I'm the coach, I can't give that kid a scholarship. Yeah. I, I just don't, I can't bring that. I don't care how talented the player is, okay? Mm-hmm. I, I just, the bottom line is in recruiting, in my opinion, you don't know kids the way you wish you knew kids, right? I mean, you might know a little bit. You spend a little time in mom and dad's house. and Yeah, you know, but how much that. can you know in, you in, in a couple know. conversations? Yeah, everybody's going to say nice things at yeah, the time, yeah. and maybe he is a nice kid. But I, I've i got to wash my hands of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it. You know, is this a kid we end up seeing on Last Chance You? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I would say if, if somebody has offered him a scholarship, I don't care what the talent level is, a three-star, four-star, five-star, no-star, whatever – I would say I would probably pull that scholarship back. And you know what? That's a life lesson that the kid's going to have to live with. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he made no, was, made a brutal mistake and a judge and error. That should have cost not him some things. Yeah, and I'm not condoning whatsoever. It's and, horrible. And so he, if it's a college scholarship, then that's on him. But that doesn't mean it has to have a bitter, bad ending yeah. to the story either. Whether it's on his part, whether it's him and the official, whether it's him and his coaches, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a... It's one thing about you make a bad decision, and again, it's a brutal decision. I'm not – I'm trying not to let the kid off the hook at all. Yeah. But I'm just saying the aftermath of that is something that no kid, no family, no coach can prepare for. Yeah. Because, look, we're talking about it in Jacksonville, Florida, 20 minutes into our show. Yeah. They're talking about it all over the country. Sports Center's got it on. I mean, this is going to be a video that plays forever. That's that's a lot to live with for a 17-, 18-year-old kid that, that was, you know, a day and a half earlier just trying to tackle someone for a loss. Yeah. And see, that's the thing, though. We're calling this, this dude a kid because he really is. Like, he's still in high school. So I hope, like, the support system around him helps him out. And I, and I hope, like, I literally... I, whether you lose a scholarship, so be it, man. But I just hope that the referee comes around and doesn't, you know, throw the book at him. I just hope a lot of people around him can help this kid. Because, once again, I don't want to see somebody slip through the cracks, be a bitter person the rest of their life. Because that's where, you know, you go down the wrong road and then you lost somebody. Yeah. Just, I don't want to see that. You can't just shove it in a closet yeah. here. Somebody. By the way, it's not up to the ref for that. But it might be up True. to his parents and coaches and friends and other things. Yeah. They know the real kid. And yeah. we don't. You know, we Correct. really don't. Yeah. So, uh, what a wild story, though. No doubt about it. All right, let's spin it ahead to the Jags. That's what we usually do. Um, Jags have any chance against Minnesota? I mean, do you feel something coming here that maybe they could upset Minnesota? Minnesota's been up and down and all around. You could really play spoiler this weekend in Minnesota. We'll have it next on ESPN 690. It's definitely difficult. I mean, it's frustrations each and every week when you don't get an, um, the outcome you want at the end of the week, which is a win. It's definitely frustrating, but... We're a one ten ball club, and you can't like hang your head or nothing about that. It's not like we're going to line up Sunday to lose. We still got five uh, more opportunities, and expecting just to keep chugging and uh, try to get a victory this Sunday. Uh Jared Wilson. I didn't hear Damn it. Damn, so that good. is Jared Wilson. I didn't hear it. So relax. You're Dang, lucky. I'm good. You're lucky. 
Uh, I mean, four guys talk, you know, two two a day. I mean, you work like you you interview these people. I, I kind of do so see I the transcripts. You know who so they I know are. Who to pick from. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little easier. Um, the Jags and Vikings. You know what's really interesting about this game? And by the way, you know Jared Wilson just said something, and I've asked this question. Yeah. I I don't think you get comfortable with losing. But I feel like when you just say it's like you're one in ten and it's not like we're gonna line up to lose, like you kinda like it's what we are, like it is what it is. I still have not heard one player get like just absolutely irate. Mm-hmm. Now some of that might be we don't hear from a lot of players right after games. Yeah. You know? But it's just it's just such a weird tone and, and I I'm not listen, I'm not saying you guys are a bunch of losers for, for doing I I get it. I know they want to win. But I've said this now for weeks where I think you got to be really careful with this young group of players and saying, hey, we're young, yeah. right? We're the youngest team in the league. We have three different quarterbacks. We're firing our GM. Our head coach is probably gone. It's okay if we lose because everybody outside says it's all right because we're going to get the second overall pick and things will get better. Mm-hmm. That's a bad mentality to have. Mm-hmm. And, and like, I almost sense like – they're resigned to that. That doesn't mean they're okay with that. But it's like when That's you're resigned to that, I just feel like there's a subconscious that like, mm-hmm. hey, we know we're not very good. And as long as we make it close and as long as we bust our butt, which they are doing, mm-hmm. and as it, we give ourselves a chance to win, man, we're going to pull one of these out. That's great. But if we lose, we'll get them next week. Like it's just – I don't know. I, I have not seen – and again, this might totally be the way we're covering the team this year. Like we're just not in there. We're not in there to see the emotion. We're not we, – we get, what, two players after a game? That's it. Like we don't know. Uh, and to be honest with you, some of these guys don't know any better. It's their first NFL season. Yeah. Mike Glennon, to be honest with you, is he that concerned about being one in ten? He's probably pretty damn happy that he's played last week and now this week. Yeah. You know, and fair. I'm, and I'm, that's not a knock on him. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not trying to disrespect the guys and what they're doing. It's just from the outside looking in. I'm. I'm concerned that the next people that do get in here are going to have to say this is not acceptable. In 13 and 14, it was acceptable to lose because you knew they were trying to build something. Yeah, that's what it felt like from the outside in. When we talk about the modern era NFL athlete, like we always do, what are they? They're very self-aware. Okay, so. It would be naive of me to sit here and say, yeah, these guys want to go out there and win at all costs. Well, duh. Like, you play the game to win. Like, let's not get that twisted. But it's also naive of me to think, well, you know what? Those guys in the locker room right now, especially some of the veterans who have experience, when they go out there, they got to think, man, we're not really set up to succeed right now. Like, we're, we're set up to fail. Whether it's the kicking situation yeah. that's transpired the past couple months, whether it's the quarterback situation, if you're a vet in that locker room, yes, you got to be a leader. You got to be a motivator. But every time you walk on that field, you cross those white lines, you're thinking to yourself, we're not set up to, to, you know, to succeed right now. And that's a fact. So at the end of the day, when we're talking about, you know, the motivation to win, listen, you can go out there and try your hardest to try to win, and you probably still aren't going to win. But at the end of the day, you're playing for your job right now. What you put on film for the next regime to come in will dictate whether you're here or not. And that should be the only motivation that you need. Do you want to keep on feeding your family, playing football? Do you keep on wanting to be successful? Then play your heart out. Then play your butt off, and hopefully it works out. If you don't want to take it seriously, if you're in the tanking mode, if that demeanor has kind of crossed your threshold, if you will, 
then go out there and see what happens. You won't have a job long. You will be snuffed out, and you will be expedited, and you'll be gone. Simple as that. But, yeah, I, I get it. Listen, I, again, I'm not trying to claim that the Jaguars player-by-player player don't care if they win. Okay? I'm mm-hmm. not trying to do that. I, I understand they're trying to win. I think the coach are trying to win, all that stuff. Um, I, I just – there's like this subconscious, you know, where it's like it's just – it's like not acceptable. Like it's – I'm going to punch a wall, you know? <laughs> yeah. There's a difference between that and, all right, we'll get him next week. And I just feel like this is a little bit more get him next week. And you, you got to be – we've learned – listen – We've learned over the years that you've got to be more hardened on on losing is just it's not acceptable. It, it's not even remotely acceptable. It's yeah. such a cliche. It's hard for me to even say it yeah. to the level I want to say it. Mm-hmm. But I will get, listen. You got to give Tom Coughlin credit for this. He came in and he established that. See, that's what he changed. He said we are not. He, you know, he did it by calling out some guys that weren't going to be in OTAs and all yeah. that eventually. But he the win lunch soundbite was a thing because you knew you better show up on time and I'm going to be red in the face if I'm Tom Coughlin coming in that locker room and we we end up on the short end of that scoreboard. I don't care who we have, how many injuries we have, all that all that stuff. And to be honest with you, when Coughlin was here in and set that tone, that was a different tone that had been set. You mm-hmm. know, there was a lot of, hey, maybe we'll be better this year in even 2012 probably. Again, I'm not saying internally. I'm saying the, this outside noise and everything else. 13 and 14, we knew they weren't going to win. They weren't good enough to win. They had one of the – there's a bad roster. 15, there was disappointment, but it's like hopefully this is the year. 16 was a little bit more like it better be the year. 17 was like don't walk in that damn building unless you win. There's yeah. a big difference. And – that needs to be established in Jacksonville because even this year, let's be honest, we knew if they even did well, they were winning six, seven games. Mm-hmm. Like, And so if you think about the Shad Khan era, you've had that 12, 13, 14, and let's count 20. That's four out of the nine years as like almost, hey, we're trying to win as many as we can, but we know we're not going to win a lot. Mm-hmm. So you see what I'm getting at? That's no, like a no, bad again, mentality. Expectations are low, and I completely understand that. But what do you expect a team to do when they see the personnel on each team? They're yeah, like, I get yeah, that they have us beat. Like, what, what? I mean, there's not much you can do in the locker room. Yeah, you just gotta roll with it, man. Yeah, we'll be back on ESPN <laughs> six ninety.